Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is WSBT's Community Update on 96.1 WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. A big step early this past week toward getting teachers and students back to in-person classes in local schools. Teachers and staff have waited a long time to be eligible for this vaccine. And now that they're getting their shots, there's hope that our students will be able to return to in-person full-time learning very soon. This vaccine clinic was set up quickly. Amy Jennings with Meyer says PHM schools reached out to her on Friday. She says it's been a lot of work and some hard hours. But it's been the most gratifying experience that we have had. PHM Superintendent Jerry Thacker is excited to see the clinic up and running. It'll play a big role in plans to get students back to full-time, in-person learning after spring break. Every single person that receives the vaccination is going to be less likely to catch the virus or transmit it. So it makes it possible for people to come back and be concentrating fully on, on uh, teaching and learning. To further that goal, Thacker asked other districts to come to the clinic starting at 2. New Prairie, John Glenn, South Bend and Mishawaka teachers were all invited. Corey Laban with Mishawaka says it means peace of mind for his staff and their families. And then as a school, it also allows us to make sure that we are able to keep our staff in the classrooms or uh, performing their work duties and, and that our students are receiving high quality education um, all year round. Jennings says clinics like these will make a big difference for the entire community. She's excited to run more of them. Let's get rid of this pandemic so we all win. <laughs> Jennings says she brought 1,170 doses of the Pfizer vaccine with her, fully expecting to use all of them. And they did. 1,178 doses total given out. WSBT 22's Caitlin Conan reporting. Now more on the efforts to vaccinate increasing numbers of people from St. Joseph County. Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. Let's get right to the vaccine and the side effects because now that more people are getting the second dose, we're hearing more about people having side effects, anything from headaches to feeling tired to almost feeling like they have the flu. Kind of explain what's going on there and why this may not be a bad thing. Yeah, it's actually a good sign because it's evidence that your body's mounting an immune response. So some people have described really feeling awful, as you said, feeling like they've got COVID or, or the flu or something, can have some really severe body aches and things. Um, typically, it's fairly short-lived. So, you know, a day, maybe two days is fairly typical for those who have kind of a something on the more severe side of the reaction. A lot of people describe pain or swelling or itching at the site. That's, that's not unusual, but this is a little more you know, dramatic in terms of side effect, but it is a good sign um, that they're mounting an immune response. Now, if you have no side effects, your, your body will still protect you. Yeah, your body is still making you know, the antibodies to protect you. So that you don't have, have side effects is, is good luck on your part, uh, not, not anything to take away from it. But people should anticipate, you know, especially with the second dose, that they might feel crummy for a day or two. And if your, you know, work allows you, if your work schedule allows you to have a lighter couple of days or something, or the ability to work from home, that, 
that may be necessary in those. We've had people who've had to call in sick um, because of side effects for a day or two. Is there one shot, Pfizer or Moderna, that you're hearing more side effects with? They seem to be about the same from most of the data, both from the clinical trials and at least anecdotal reports that we've heard. We saw some big changes last week in the state with age el eligibility for the vaccine going all the way down to 50 plus. Does the, is the county filling all the appointments that it has available? So if you look around the county, there are some places with some same day or next day appointment availability. So there are a lot more appointments available. Last week, we took two big bites going to 55 and then down to 50. So I know the registration site was really overwhelmed there for a while. Um, but people should check and really look across the county and even in neighboring counties to see when the next available appointment is so they can get in line as, as soon as possible. I know the county had a goal, 1,000 doses a day. Is it, is it meeting that goal? We'll be at that this week. So we were in the 800s last week um, as we are ramping up our staffing to be able to get to 1,000 this week. Is the county giving out the Johnson & Johnson vaccine yet? Not yet. So we, the county cited St. Hedwig had been all Moderna initially, and now we'll do the second doses for people who started with Moderna, but all of our first doses will be Pfizer from here on out. So we're converting over to Pfizer. Okay. Um, the Johnson & Johnson, you know, the state has asked hospitals and different administration sites you know, how they want to use Johnson & Johnson. So that'll certainly be the vaccine used at the mass vaccination site at Notre Dame in some of the nursing homes for kind of catch-up doses if you have new admissions to the nursing home. Um, some settings like that is where we'll deploy the Johnson & Johnson locally. According to the state website, the next group will be 45 and older. Have you heard anything about when that could happen? I've not heard anything about timing. You know, like I said, we took two big bites last week. Um, that represents a, an awful lot of people. So typically they've looked at some gating thresholds of what proportion of that age cohort has been vaccinated or been scheduled for vaccine before they open the next gate. Okay, I want to ask you several states now like Texas and Mississippi are doing away with their COVID restrictions and their mask mandates. Your reaction to that? I think it's way too soon to do that, unfortunately. I mean, we all would love to be in a place where we could do that safely, but we also know epidemiologically that the variants will be the dominant source of infections really over the course of this month. So we're a year into it. Now we're facing a different challenge. There's a lot to be optimistic about, but I also don't want to blow it and, and relax things too soon. We've been down that path before as well. Have we seen any variants locally? We've not identified any in St. Joseph County, but as I've said before, the state really is working on enhancing their surveillance for the variants. That's still probably a couple weeks away before we have, you know, really good surveillance available. So I have to believe that it's here. I can't prove that it's here. Spring break is coming up and a lot of people thinking about traveling for this spring break, especially after a year of not going anywhere. Is it safe to travel if you've had the vaccine, is it safe to travel? If you've had just one shot of the vaccine, is it safe to travel? So we have to think about what the vaccine does. It protects you from severe outcomes. Hospitalization and death are the things that we can say with certainty, and it reduces the likelihood of getting symptomatic disease. So if you've been vaccinated, that's good news for you, and there probably is a true decrease in transmission. And even with one dose, you have you know, some level of protection. It's not as high as what's been published, but it is. it does offer some level of protection. Having said that, people still ought to exercise caution. They ought to travel in masks and 
if they're going to travel, they should do it wisely. Dr. Mark Fox with Leanne Tokars on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. Spring break is upon us in the coming weeks. Many people know it as a time to get away, but the CDC recommends delaying travel and staying home even if you've been vaccinated. WSBT 22 got some perspective on this from local health experts. The CDC says travel increases your chances to get coronavirus and then transmit it to others. Experts do say that there is a risk, but they say that there are ways that you can vacation safely. Evan Jordan has been advocating for safe travel and staycations from the early days of the pandemic. The IU Public Health Assistant Professor says getting out of your normal routines is healthy, especially if you can find ways to get outside. We can't ignore our, our physical and mental health that aren't related to the pandemic. And taking a vacation, there's a ton of research out there that says that's good for you. Jordan says a lot of hospitality and tourism organizations have adjusted practices to align with CDC guidance. Every company that I know of has implemented very strict rules, regulations, cleaning policies, sanitation, everything, and they're doing a great job of that. If you choose to take trips, Jordan says you should take responsible steps. Wear your mask if you're going to be in contact with, with anybody who's outside of your bubble. Try and maintain physical distance whenever possible. St. Joseph County Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox agrees. He suggests you and your travel companions get tested a couple days before you leave. He also says you need to consider the risks of your mode of travel. Airplanes actually are probably relatively safe, especially where a middle seat's blocked out or something. Uh, but airports are, are less safe. He says driving would be your safest bet especially if your destination can replicate your home, like a Verbo or Airbnb rental. If you're going to drive to Destin and get a condo at the beach, that's not necessarily any less safe than whatever you're doing in South Bend, if you do it right. Now, if you're going to go down there and go sit in restaurants and bars and whatever, um, that increases your risk. It's important to continue mitigation strategies to lower your transmission risk to others. And he also says you should get tested three to five days after. And the CDC recommends you should self-quarantine for at least a week. WSBT 22's Caroline Torrey reporting. If you have a child considering college, all eyes this past week have likely been on getting forms filled out for financial aid. But WSBT 22's Todd Connor has more on scholarship money many don't even know is out there. There is a big financial tool that can actually pay for your student's college if you live in Indiana. It's called the 21st Century Scholars Program, but there's a catch. You have to sign up when your student is still in middle school. And if you do, the rewards can be significant. It's getting a lot more real now that's going to be all college. Mishawaka High School senior Taylor Pyle is making her college choices right now. But one thing she won't have to worry about is coming up with the money for tuition. She's been working for the past four years to qualify for the 21st Century Scholarship. The 21st Century Scholarship pays for all tuition going to an Indiana school, um, a public school, even some private schools will accept um, some of the scholarship. So it's a very big deal. It's a big deal that a lot of local families aren't even aware exists. And there's a big push to change that. Tuition is paid for as long as families meet income guidelines and the students sign up by June 30th of their eighth grade year. The families might not know, like, is this real? It's kind of like too good to be true. Once they're signed up, the students agree to stay on a scholar track, taking college core classes, maintaining a 2.5 grade point average, and other activities. When you look at it as a whole picture, it seems like a lot, but it splits it up into each year what you should be doing. You might even meet with that advisor. Counselors at the high school work with the students to make sure they stay on top of the requirements. I think the students who have done the activities will say that they are generally very easy to do. 
Um, and as a counselor, we're just more of monitors. Ryder says it usually takes a couple of years for students to really understand everything that's at stake. They haven't connected the dots. Um, again, they may not know what the process of going to college really entails, the cost of college, stuff like that. So um, I would say it's more junior, senior year when they're actually talking to college reps and they understand um, how much tuition costs. So freshman year, it was just like, oh, college. I mean, I have time. Mm -hmm. Don't have time. <laughs> it's now like we're, I'm have to pick my college and decide, find a roommate, where am I going to stay? Do I need more scholarships? And as that reality comes into focus, Pyle says she would encourage everyone to take advantage of what the program is offering her. I mean, just do it. <laughs> I mean, it's tuition money to go to college. If they decide later, they don't want to go to college or they want to pursue something else. It was there as an option. WSBT 22's Todd Connor reporting. You can find all the requirements and ways to sign up at the website learnmoreindiana.org. One of the men accused of planning a mass shooting at Rochester High School has pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit murder. A judge sentenced Donald Robin Jr. to 17 years in prison, and he will have to testify against accused collaborator John Schultz IV. These are the doors Donald Robin Jr. was escorted out of after he received his sentence. He could get out of jail in six years for good behavior. The prosecution says his sentencing is appropriate, but the defense was hoping for a lighter sentence. An emotional sentencing for Donald Robin Jr. and his family. With a clean-shaven head, Robin cried as he read his apology letter to Judge Christopher Lee. Robin said the ankle monitoring gave him time to think about his actions and get sober after using meth daily. Robin said he covered up his Columbine-inspired tattoo with a quote about family. Judge Lee said Robin has done well in home detention, but this is a level two felony. Let that sink in. The only charge higher is for murder. This was clearly more than talk. Robin's attorney says she's hopeful for his future. Um, I've gotten to know him over the last six months, and I, I, I believe that he is here to change his life, change his ways, um, change his thinking. Lieutenant Detective Matt Campbell says this isn't the first school shooting threat he's investigated, but he says this was the scariest threat he's encountered. He hopes the sentencing will deter others from doing the same. This, this is a big deal. Um, you know, this isn't, it's our children. You know, like I said, I have a, I have a child who goes to that school. So it's, it's, it's not just my kid, it's, it's our community's kids. Prosecutor Michael Mars says this was an important precedent. Growing up, he didn't hear about any school shootings. After Columbine High School massacre in 1999, there have been many copycats. I think hopefully it sends a message to anybody else that ever thinks along these lines not to go, to, go there because it's not going to be a slap on the wrist and, you know, it's going to be taken extremely seriously. Schultz has a suppression hearing on April 16th, and if Schultz doesn't make a plea bargain, his trial will be June 8th, 9th, and 10th. WSBT 22's Erica Finke reporting. The views expressed on WSBT's community update are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host, WSBT Radio, its staff, or management. Join us again next week on Community Update on the Sports Leader, 96.1 WSBT. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 